Raw Truth podcasts may contain explicit, sensitive, and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or other medical professional. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Women's lives follow many paths, twists and turns, and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to make a choice that they can't take back. When facing judgment in isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories from women who made the choice to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, stories of female infidelity. An anonymous and no-judgment podcast created and hosted by me, Rebecca Adams. I was an unfaithful wife. You are not alone. Hello and welcome to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hope everybody's been doing well. Welcome. Any new listeners, I appreciate you being here and hopefully you find the podcast helpful. Today we're going to start a new story from Ruth. She had messaged me and was very interested in sharing her story. And it is quite in depth, but it appears she has really come a long way. Before we get started, I do want to say Happy Easter. I am actually recording this on Easter Sunday, and it's a quiet day, and it started out just beautiful up here. Like I did not even need to, I was wearing a sundress and went outside and it was warm, it wasn't windy, it was nice. Yeah, how things have changed. And now it's, of course, breezy and rainy. And I thought this would be a good time to record because I have the ham in the oven and the Marine's got my headphones on and he's playing a video game on his computer. So he's tuning out so I can get this done. And... Lo and behold, that damn wind starts again and that noise in the background. So again, I shall apologize in advance. I do my best to try and make sure it doesn't happen. But again, what can I do? My childhood was rough. My mother and father were never a couple. My mom was previously married to a man from the age of 18 until 28 when they divorced due to her acts of cheating and they both struggled with alcohol addiction. She was a lingerie model during this time and was in search of a bodyguard. My father had put an ad in the newspaper, unlicensed, for a bodyguard. They had a friendship and hung out doing drugs, mainly marijuana, pills, psychedelics, and cocaine. They drank together. Soon their work relationship turned into sleeping together. This was not long after my father had become her bodyguard. She knew she missed her period for a couple of months before getting a pregnancy test done, only for it to come back blazing positive. The doctor told her she was three months into her pregnancy, and she had me at 29. Thankfully, my mom's drug usage and smoking and alcohol didn't take effect on me. While my mom was pregnant, my father denied the child that was being carried was his. There was no DNA test done until I was six years old, but I never met my father. 
He OD'd on heroin in 2012 when I was only 11. My mother got married to a different man while pregnant with me. That ended in divorce within the first two years of my life. My mother has always been unstable. She was a high school dropout at 16. She would run away, hitchhike, start doing drugs, was promiscuous at a very young age. She was an exotic dancer for the first seven to eight years of my life. She would bring me out with her to bars and clubs when she had no sitter, or she would leave me stranded at a babysitter's house for days without caring to call. At times when she couldn't afford sitting, she would just leave me at home by myself. I grew to be more independent than dependent on my mother, not to mention the physical, emotional, and mental abuse and the neglect I encountered from her. She never once had a stable relationship with any man, and she even went as far as being a couple married men's secret affair. She's been very open and honest with me about how many men she slept with, 500 or more, when she was seeing a rich man or a poor man, a married man or single. She lured me into the idea that it was okay to be promiscuous from the moment I could understand how to interact with boys. Don't worry. I stopped speaking to my mother in 2021. I did not get the chance to wait until marriage to have sex. My virginity was stolen by one of my mother's boyfriends when I was seven. She caught me in the bathroom wiping away his fluids after I went to the bathroom. She recognized the smell. She never pressed charges, but they did break up and we moved. I moved a lot growing up. I had the best boyfriend from ages 5 to 14 who lived right next to my uncle. Not to mention we also lived with that uncle for a couple of years too at one point. We were so young, but I remember so vividly. We had sex and foreplayed a lot during our friendship. There was also a time where his two cousins who were in their mid to late teens held me down taking turns. I had already slept with five people, not including my childhood, by the age of 16. My first serious relationship with the boy lasted 14 months at ages 16 to 17, and I cheated on him six times. A few were some that I'd already been with prior, not to mention anything I did online. From the age of 11 to 14, I sexted with men and boys online, sent photos or Skyped for strangers. As far as dreams, I don't ever remember having one other than wanting to feel loved and wanted by another. During my first serious boyfriend relationship, my ex and I would hang out with a guy named Scott. We were mutual friends with Scott. When I went through my breakup, Scott befriended me and we blossomed a beautiful friendship that led us to liking each other. How he made me feel made me fall in love with him. The first male to show true respect to me as a woman. He asked me before he touched me for months, even when I was giving signals. We dated for two years, but were engaged six months into our relationship as I had fallen pregnant. We married in 2021. I had always liked the attention from males and I never had to go out of my way to seek it out either. 
the attention was always within my reach and offered to me. I was incredibly happy with my husband before I fell pregnant. Our relationship felt euphoric. A child changes everything though. As for now, I feel neutral. I'm not happy, but I'm not miserable either. I began to see men that I had already known and they were all physical. Not all were sex, but I let some touch me sexually, totaling 10 plus, including people and how many times. The first affair was the month after Scott and I got together in 2019. I was naive and discussed a three-way with two guys in a group chat, and with a few other random friends. The three-way never happened, but one of the guys was able to come over. The first time he was too intoxicated to participate, although we tried. He came over again another day, but I cut ties after that. The evidence that had been taken without my knowledge got leaked and I was confronted, but I lied about it, doubled down, half-truthed. Essentially, I manipulated Scott into believing that I wasn't doing what it looked like, although it was quite obvious. We continued our relationship, but my cheating did not stop there. I met up with my previous boyfriend and we hooked up once. I met up with another guy I had seen before when I had cheated on my previous boyfriend and let him touch me. I hung out with another guy and went out with him. When he came on to me, I gave in. I got paid by a guy who bought nude photos of me to give him oral, which led into sexual assault, but that didn't stop me there. Lastly, during the same year we got together, I saw somebody who was distantly related to my mom's boyfriend's family at the time. He was a few years older than me. We hooked up twice. All of that within a couple of months before I fell pregnant. I didn't cheat when I was pregnant, nor did I cheat the same year I had our first baby in 2020. However, two weeks after delivering, I was confronted again about what had happened the year prior, the first affair, and the only one to have any true solid evidence. I was asked three times. The third time I told the truth. This led to us having the worst part of our relationship. He seeked his ex out. He was mentally and verbally abusive. He paid for a DNA test for our child, which came back positive as his child, as I knew it would. We both were abusing substances and each other. We got into a physical altercation when I got confirmation that he cheated with his ex. We took a couple months break and he attempted suicide in our child's care. While he was recovering from overdosing, I had our child with me and he found God. I was seeing someone else at the time, mainly to distract myself of how horrible that time had been as he had temporarily had full custody of our baby. I did cheat on the guy I was seeing with Scott, but this was in 2020 and we were not married or together. I called the engagement off when I was pressed with charges and spent two days in jail. Things fell through and we got back together. We became re-engaged, pursued God together until we both got comfortable again. I fell pregnant when our first child was eight months old. I didn't cheat that year. 
and I had our second in 2021, but I cheated in 2022, three times and two failed attempts. My husband paid for me and our kids to go on a trip to visit my home state and stay with an old childhood best friend. She and I ended up fooling around. Before I had even left for my trip, I saw the last guy I slept with from 2019. I slept with him again and saw another old friend that I hadn't done anything with, and I let him touch me. While I was on the trip out of state, I tried to sleep with two people. One was someone who lived below my friend, and another was someone we went to class with back in the school days. I actively seeked these two guys out. I was supposed to stay for less than a month, but had to buy another ticket home five days in. My friend told my husband, but left our fooling around out because she had a boyfriend herself. We stopped talking after I went home. All of my affairs were one-night stands. Even the two I slept with multiple times as there was no romance, no relationship, just sexual encounterment. All I cared about was feeling admired, wanted, desired. When I was confronted about any type of anything, I told him the complete opposite of what he was saying, doubling down, lying for years. My husband Scott was going to leave me after I came back from this trip, but he gave me another chance to be honest and to move on. I still lied. It wasn't until four months after I came home from the trip that I encountered being a third-party witness to both male being cheated on and female cheating situations that I had a glimpse of self-reflection in my own actions. I dove deeper, especially with my counselor, and really started having self-reflection. When my husband got a new job where he would be traveling out of the state for weeks to months without being home, he asked me within the first trip he had that was less than a month long if there was anything else he needed to know so that we could move forward. I told him everything. He said he knew parts of it already from behavior patterns and tried to puzzle it together. But dumping everything on him all at once was a lot. We have had many discussions about it. He wanted to work through it. We are five months into true reconciliation as of right now. As devastated as he was and still is, he chose to stay. This still blows my mind because I'm lucky enough that he still shows me affection and says I love you. With that being said, I have been doing everything on my own, but I was putting too much attention into working on him to work with me on our marriage. Wrong. I need to work on myself and support him on what I caused and build him up at the same time. I have many more things I need to do to improve and a long way to go. But by the grace of God, I have faith that my husband's eyes and heart will open to see that the pain he is in is not permanent. I sing, pray, and read the Bible. I am in therapy twice a week. These are the only things helping me learn to manage and have a better outlook and approach on everything. Would I go back and not cheat if I could? No, I wouldn't. 
If I didn't cheat on him and my behaviors would have stayed the same, then I would have never come to understand the extent of how damaging it is for not only him, but for me as well. Our children are still so young. Thankfully, none of this has truly impacted them. I will always regret what choices I made and what man I broke by doing so. Eventually, I will forgive myself, but I need more time and work for that. Ladies, if you do step out, please tell him. Be more transparent than water. As hard as it can be to do it, it's the best choice you have. Don't dive right into marriage therapy. Start with individual first and learn more about yourself. And if he's willing, let him learn more about himself. This will help you two learn to work together because you both will have an understanding of why you are, who you are, and how you are, and how you've been. Both of you need to be willing to put 100% into the marriage. The therapist isn't going to do it or solve it for you. They only give you advice on how to do things correctly. Save the time and the money. And don't forget, there are plenty of free resources such as websites, books, podcasts, Facebook, or Reddit communities to seek out a support system. Don't listen to bitter men or women who tell you it's not redeemable. Even if your betrayed doesn't forgive you, God forgives you and you can forgive yourself. You can be the absolute best version of yourself inside and out. You always have a choice to do better, so always be mindful and be selfless to your betrayed. They love you regardless of your actions, whether or not they stayed with you after the discovery. My best blessings to you, Ruth. Thank you, Ruth, for being so raw with your story. You just said it how it needed to be, and I appreciate that. And the fact that you've been able to come out and say, hey, you acknowledge what you did. And you have learned from what you did and feel you have become a better person. And you had to go through that in your life in order to break that cycle. Because it sounds like, you know, you came from that cycle with your mom growing up. She continued that she might have been doing that and then she you started doing it, but you're at a point where you're breaking the cycle so your children don't follow in those footsteps. And I'm very proud of you for being able to do that. I know that not everybody who listens to the podcast has God in their heart, but I do. And I appreciate the things that you said with forgiveness and being close to God because, you know, it took me a long time to learn how to forgive myself for what it was and my late husband that had you know passed away a few years ago got me back into church and it was at that time when I was starting to be able to work on myself and get to the point where I was able to be strong enough to help other people and your words show me especially at the end of your story how much you have learned and how hard it is to be able to do these things but yet you're willing to do it all. And I'm so happy for you both. And I hope everything keeps going in that direction and that you two can grow closer and your family grows and you have your happily ever after. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. 
I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. But I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when he uncovered the truth. It was about this time that I started listening to Raw Truth stories of female infidelity. I thought we'd dodged a bullet, and had the lockdown not happened, they would have had sex, and all the women's stories on the podcasts showed me what we'd avoided. Raw Truth really helped me to get some perspective on why women cheat, that it's never really cut and dried. It's usually a coming together of so many different circumstances and emotions, as well as the affair partner being available and up for it. And the guilt, sadness, embarrassment, and alienation that many women feel afterward. It was an education for me, which would help me when the truth came out. Two months later, after that revelation, she was working on her laptop at the kitchen bench. She finished what she was doing, closed the computer, and went out for a walk. I decided to snoop, starting with her personal email. There, I found a breakup email from him dated a couple of days before the revelation two months earlier. It made it clear that he'd given her an ultimatum. Either you leave your husband and form a relationship with me, or I'll never talk to you again. Charming. To hear exclusive stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship, have early access to regular episodes ad-free, and more extras, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as only $4 a month. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of Raw Truth Podcasts is truly appreciated. When you visit the website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com, you will find the story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon for exclusive episodes, and to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my other podcast, Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, where taboo topics are discussed. To submit your female infidelity story, share feedback, or have general questions about the show, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com.